Mis amorcitos. Welcome back to the Chiona Podcast. It's me, Sarah Sodizi. I hope your Friday is going swimmingly, wonderfully, and amazingly. So a couple episodes back, I talked about TV shows that influence my persona. And I thought that this week, again, wanted to go with something a little bit more lighthearted. And I wanted to talk about movies that have influenced my persona and the human being that I am and all of that fun stuff. This is probably going to show a lot of people how old I truly am. But nonetheless, this is my show. We get to do whatever the heck we want on here. (laughs) And like how secretly, even some of the ones that I list off, like I... I feel like they're like reaching like their 20 year anniversary. I realized this as I was searching. I was like, oh my goodness. It doesn't even feel like it's been that long since this movie came out. And yet it has. But um, yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to list off a couple of shows that <laughs> that influenced my per- persona. And this was inspired not only by the episode that I was ta- where I was talking about the TV shows that influenced me and whatnot, but this was also inspired by the fact that I was thinking about when COVID was going on and we were all locked inside of our houses and we had pretty much nothing to do and all of a sudden everyone was on the craze of like watching movies together but like while we were all in our respective homes and this was like a really really crucial time in my relationship with my partner who I've been with for almost four years can you believe but we were not seeing each other at that time in person because obviously COVID, all the restrictions, everyone was on lockdown and whatnot. So the way that we were able to maintain our relationship, because when COVID happened, we weren't even dating for a year. But when COVID happened, we were in our respective houses and we were watch movies together. And a lot of times I started to discover, and I feel like I need to talk to my partner about this, or maybe I'll have him on the show, who knows. But growing up, I realized that we had very, very different childhoods where I grew up on certain movies and TV shows and he grew up on wrestling and Dragon Ball Z which are two things that I was not allowed to watch when I was younger but I remember asking him if he had ever seen The Sound of Music and he told me that he's never watched that before because he would never had an interest in it and it was never really something that like he was brought up with because as we know the sound of music is like a an older movie i think it was made in the 40s or 50s i want to say and first of all julie andrews icon icon we don't even need to discuss any further and if you don't know who julie andrews is i advise you to pause this episode and go search up her entire imdb because she is just so wonderful and who could ever, who, how, how could you ever disrespect the queen of Genovia? If you don't know that reference also, shame on you. Go watch The Princess Diaries. <laughs> but uh, when I discovered that he had never seen The Sound of Music, I was just completely flabbergasted because as I'm about to explain, The Sound of Music has influenced my life so significantly like I can't even begin to explain to you guys but I'm getting ahead of myself I'm getting ahead of myself that's what this episode was inspired by and yeah I hope you guys can sit back relax and enjoy this one I had a really 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 fun time recording it and yeah as always grab your tea grab your cafecito and let's get started my friend so like I said this episode is probably going to reveal how old AF I am or how old AF I, I am at heart because the sound of music, the sound of music, first of all, beautiful soundtrack, 
let, like, let's start there. Beautiful, be- if you want to appreciate a wonderful soundtrack that you can just bop to, like not even necessarily like dance or shake your butt to, but <laughs> I can just imagine Doe and Tira, female Tira, just twerking in the background. <laughs> no, 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 please. I don't, I, I don't condone that. Please don't do that. I don't ruin a classic like that. But um, if you want to listen to an amazing soundtrack, honestly, The Sound of Music has such beautiful music that you can just chill and vibe to. And if you're very much into musicals, then like that is like the soundtrack argue with the wall because i know some people will come for me and say you have no idea what you're talking about because greece is the best musical high school musical is the best musical wicked is the best musical like all of these different these other broadway shows like people can argue with me all they want but like the sound of music has a special place in my heart because of so many things so that's the first little bit is the soundtrack like it just brings something forth in me that just makes me feel so much better feel so much happier the context behind this because like i mentioned earlier is the sound of music was made in like the 40s or the 50s off the top of my head i can't remember right now but it was made within that time period, right? And you're probably wondering, Sarah, you weren't even alive, obviously. Clearly, very much so. <laughs> Millennial talking. Uh, you weren't even alive when that movie came out. So how the heck do you even know about it? And how the heck did you become so obsessed with it? Now, this is the real story. So basically, when I was about 13, I want to say, We had an assignment in class where we had to watch the movie in class and we had to just basically talk about it. And we also had to reenact some of the scenes from it because I don't know why my English teacher in grade seven wanted all of us to recreate one of the songs from that movie. And the song that we or my group had was So Long Farewell and I was the oldest sister so like one of the one of the lines is so long farewell I'd like to stay and taste my first champagne and then she asks her dad if she can stay and he's like no you can't taste your first champagne because she's only 16 and so (laughs) our group had a, a really good time doing it but the thing is is that when I was 13 and you guys probably have heard this from previous episodes I was kind of a dick like I I was kind of like I kind of felt like I was too cool for a lot of things so at the time at the time when we had first watched it in middle school I was like what the heck is this this is an old people movie like who cares whatever we'll just do the assignment but we did end up having fun recreating the scene and everything like that we had fun but altogether the movie itself was just something like really foreign to a lot of us because again we all only kind of saw it as a movie that was made way back when Whereas, you know, when I got older, I started to very much appreciate the artistry and the story and just the beauty behind the music and all of the all of the, I guess, nostalgic type of stuff, even though, again, I wasn't born during that era, so I can't fully appreciate the nostalgia of it. But there's there's a different kind of feeling, I guess. I can't really explain that part of it. It's just that it makes you just feel really good, that movie. And so fast forward a couple years, I was in high school, actually when I started to rewatch this movie. And the only reason I rewatched that movie, because prior to that, I had no interest in watching it because it just reminded me of really bad times in middle school. (laughs) But again, part of why this influenced my persona a little bit is because my dad loves this movie. And I don't know if I've talked about this before. I feel like I have. I'm like super tight with my dad. 
you know, you guys have heard of daddy's little girl, daddy's princess, you know, all of that. A dad being obsessed with his daughter, whatnot. Yeah, I'd say that the Oxford Dictionary very much took my relationship with my dad and ran with it and just printed it on paper because that's pretty much what it is. Like my dad and I, I I can't explain. We just have a very, very close relationship. He's like one of my best friends in the whole wide world. But he got me to watch that movie again because I think we had rented it from the library or from Blockbuster. Shout out to Blockbuster. Rest in peace. (laughs) But we had gotten it somehow. And my dad was just like, come watch this movie with me. It's a really great movie. And I was like, no, I'm not interested. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, like, let's watch a movie. Let's watch a movie. Let's watch a movie. And the thing is, (laughs) my dad's notorious for falling asleep during movie nights whenever we do decide to have them my dad's notorious for it you know i'm sure your parents are or a lot of latino dads are known for this where they'll put on a movie and they'll just immediately fall asleep that was my dad but during this movie my dad stayed up to watch it and this isn't a short movie like you know how nowadays a lot of movies are also like two to three hours long same thing with this movie i want to say that this movie is like two and a half hours long so it's like not it's not a movie that you want to skip through or like rush through because it's again it's a really great story so my dad and i sat there we watched the movie we sang the songs and it just created a really special moment between us because again this movie prior to watching it at that time when i was in high school it just made me feel a lot of really horrible feelings because at the time when I was 13 14 like grade 7 and grade 8 it was like not a good time for me I think I mentioned this in previous episodes I was going through like a really really messy part of my life where my mental health was terrible and I wasn't I wasn't really having a good relationship with either of my parents at that time and so all I had associated with memories of middle school were really bad things and so seeing something like the sound of music and reminding me of when I was in middle school it wasn't like the best thing but then my dad kind of turned that view or that image around of that movie and made it into something that was special between us and and I got to see the sound of music musical on Broadway well not physically or I didn't actually go to Broadway it's when they came to Toronto and I got to go with my cousin and it was amazing I have never seen a show like it that's again why I feel like it's the best musical because I've seen it live and then I love the movie and everything like that so yeah I'd say that like this movie in particular influenced my life so so much because it changed a really bad memory into like a really really good one and again it just reminds me of the relationship that I have with my dad where we're just able to sit down and watch a movie together and enjoy it and just laugh with one another because some of the humor in it is like really silly and kind of I don't know it's like most people would think it's kind of cheesy but I really enjoy it and so does my dad and I think that's why we or why we have such a close relationship because our humor is kind of the same <laughs> so yeah Okay, so this next one is partially what's inspired my persona and what's also inspired this podcast. Now, let me explain a little bit. If you go back to the first ever episode of Chiona, go, I I give you permission to pause this episode and go back to the first episode ever of Chiona, you'll listen to a soundbite that is a clip of someone saying something along the lines of, if I didn't make those mistakes, 
Uh, I wouldn't know how to make things right. And that particular soundbite, that particular edited soundbite, I should say, is from the movie 13 Going on 30. And I know that there's somebody that's listening to this that's like, yes, I can't believe we are connected that way through that movie. And I'm here to tell you, yes, sis, we are. Because I can't tell you how monumental that movie has been throughout the course of my life. So this movie came out in 2004. And at the time, I want to say I was maybe like 10 years old. And again, not that I was 13 at the time, but I was still within that age range where I could understand a lot and I could put a lot of things into perspective that were going on in my life, aka wanting to fit in or wanting to be cool or wanting to be perceived in a certain way or at least starting to. Because like grade four and grade five, I was still considering myself to be like a little, little kid. And then it just shifted in grade six where I wanted to be grown. And then that didn't stop until I was like, maybe like 17, 18. (laughs) Even to this day, sometimes I'm like, I'm grown. I'm grown. Don't treat me like a kid. But that was at a time. But again, like this movie came out at a time when I was really starting to grow up a little bit more and understand that oh I can stay home alone by myself or I can walk home from school blah 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 and all these things like I started to realize a lot of these things when this movie had first come out so that's why why it was so monumental for me in terms of growing up and it's it shaped me into the person that I am today not just that but it became one of those movies that just made me feel better no matter what situation I was in or how I was feeling I could be as happy as a clam happy as a clam and have the best day of my life and I would still turn to watch this movie especially because a lot of networks on tv at least over here in the gta they will rerun that movie on tv like no tomorrow like i want to say at least once a year there's a network on tv that reruns that movie and you best believe that i will pause everything that i'm doing to watch it on tv even if there's commercials even when i know i can stream it by myself on netflix or some other streaming service i will still tune into it on tv because i love this movie that freaking much on the flip side on the flip side, if I'm having a terrible day, if I'm having one of those days where my hormones are all over the place or I'm just feeling super anxious or feeling super sad or even feeling super angry about something, this movie, again, like lifts me from the dead, helps me rise and empowers me like you wouldn't believe. Like it's just one of those movies where you just want to hug your fluffy pillow <laughs> and it soothes you and it makes you feel so much better. It makes you feel so much better. And I have the perfect, 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 perfect story that goes along with this. All right. So for my season one finale, I inserted a clip of Ariana Grande talking about how it was one of the worst years of her life. But she still managed to learn a lot and she got through it and everything like that. And then I proceeded to talk about one of the most, one of the hardest, one of the hardest points in my life and one of uh, a very traumatic experience and a very mm, not so great relationship that I was in with a human being named Juan Pablo. And once again, I disclaim this is that was my story to tell 
We will never know what his side of the story is. And I don't want people to go around searching for who this person is or what they did and all of these things. Okay. I told the story only because I wanted people to know what it was like to have that kind of experience and how you can grow and learn from it and how you can feel so much better off when you're not in a relationship with a person like that. And who's to say that they haven't changed or grown since then? There's no real way for me to know because the truth is like I, I I really don't know anything about Juan Pablo anymore at this point right but during that time or revisiting that time and I can talk about this now because like I said I'm perfectly okay and I'm happy and in a, the, the healthiest relationship I've ever been in and so revisiting this time in my life I remember this was like maybe like a few weeks after Juan Pablo had ended things with me and he had cut off complete communication with me because I don't remember if I talked about this in the episode you're getting a little bonus content here guys <laughs> but after he broke things off with me I wanted to still be his friend and I still wanted to be able to at least have some form of communication with him because I didn't want to let go <laughs> I didn't want to let go and I thought that if he could still see me living my best life or if he could still see all the things that I was up to then maybe he'd realize his mistake and he would come back now I know you're probably listening to this and are like Sarah you freaking clown what in the world he treated you like that and you still wanted him and like I said guys the episode that I told you the whole story about Juan Pablo and everything like that like I was in a very, very vulnerable place and I just wanted attention from whoever and however I could get it, even if it was a really uh, unhealthy way of getting that attention from somebody that I claim to care about a lot. But yeah, I really wanted to keep in contact with him. And then I ended up finding out that he completely shut me out without warning, without any sort of any sort of. Uh, you know beforehand talk or anything that he completely shut me out blocked me on every form of social media blocked my number so when I would try to call it went straight to or would say that the number wasn't in service and as soon as I found that out when he blocked me on everything and the only (laughs) embarrassing embarrassing the only reason I found out that he blocked me on everything is because one of my mutual friends had told me something about something he had posted and I couldn't see it because his social media was nowhere to be found. And I was like, oh, well, I can't see it because he blocked me on everything. And shortly after that, after I realized that he had blocked me on everything, I just spiraled. Like I, it's a little embarrassing to say, I spiraled out of control and I blame myself for it. I internalized every single feeling that there was. I said that there was no point to living anymore. I know it sounds really dark, guys. But again, we've grown from it. And it was a really dark period in my life. So I feel like that partially had something to do with it. Like that breakup had partially something to do with it. But I was dealing with a lot of deeper issues in terms of my mental health and whatnot. So like half and half, let's say partially the relationship that I was in and partially my really poor way of managing my mental health anyways I was in a very very dark place after that happened because like I said I was spiraling out of control and this movie y'all this is what I'm this is the point I'm trying to get to is this movie this movie I remember I just broke down in tears one night and my sister god bless her soul god bless my sister's soul 
truthfully and honestly because I broke down into tears while I was at home and my sister was like, hey, let's watch a movie. So she came downstairs with me. We sat on the couch and without even questioning it or without even like thinking, we just put on 13 going on 30. And when I tell you guys, I felt every single emotion watching that movie. I laughed. I smiled. I cried. I got angry. Every single emotion was coming out of me at that point watching that movie. But that was kind of the point. Because this, again, this movie has shaped my persona so much because it helps me regulate my emotions. And it just makes me feel so good afterwards because you get the you you get a great mix of things in this movie i'm gonna like analyze the crap out of this movie but you get like a good mix of things you get the coming of age story you get the drama you get the comedy and overall you get this emotional you get to see these emotional relationships go down you know especially when you find out that the friends that jenna has when she's an adult if you haven't seen this movie like i'm not gonna say spoiler alert because basically everybody has seen this movie but if you haven't seen this movie go watch it but basically when jenna finds out that her friends aren't actually her friends that's a very real thing that regardless if you're like 13 or if you're 30 years old like that is a very real thing that happens to a lot of women and you come to that realization that like your friends aren't actually your friends or the things that you thought you wanted aren't something that you actually want and let me tell you something this movie also helped me realize so much about coming to terms with the fact that you don't get what you want because there's something that's even better lined up for you and I can't tell you guys like after I had that like whole breakdown and everything like that I like everything that followed after that (laughs) it led me to a really really low point in my life but then it eventually ended up leading me to the life that I lead right now where I couldn't have even imagined it back when I was feeling so terrible and down on myself and just internalizing all kinds of thoughts I cannot tell you that that girl would have been like, there's no way Sarah Sodizi would be able to make it. There's no way Sarah Sodizi would even be able to fathom or even consider getting into another relationship with somebody. And yet, spoiler alert, <laughs> here, here I am. Okay, so for this last one, I feel like a select few will understand, but maybe there's like a decent amount of the demographic that listen to my podcast that'll know what I'm talking about when I say that the rush hour movies are peak quintessential to (laughs) to how I have become the person that I am because first of all for those of you that don't know I I'm pretty sure I've talked about this and I'll talk about it on a later episode but uh part of my family is from China or from Hong Kong So there's already that connection there where I watched these movies and I wanted to go to Hong Kong so freaking bad as a result of it. And my grandfather could understand the Cantonese that was going on in the movies. (laughs) So there's that. Okay, so we we have that one little piece of it. But just the comedy, the comedy that we could never get away with now, of course. But just the way that this movie has been ingrained in permanently ingrained into my brain for pretty much the rest of my life 
is just so unfathomable. Like, I can't even imagine my life without this movie. And in particular, sorry, I should say movie franchise, but in particular, Rush Hour 2. I say this because there are so many iconic quotes that I have memorized from the second movie. Like, (laughs) Detective James Carter, aka Chris Tucker, there there are just so many... (laughs) so many things that he says that I quote on not a regular basis but I quote when it's appropriate because (laughs) listen wait 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 before I get ahead of myself I want to tell you guys how I was introduced to this movie now I can't particularly remember who received it as a gift but I do know it was it was around Christmas time when we got it and this is how you know how old we are because we got it as a vhs tape and i've talked about this in previous episodes before but as a refresher because i don't know who listens to this podcast but if you don't know what a vhs tape is essentially it's it's a block i guess it's like a block where you put it inside what's called a vhs player or vhs tape player and it pops up on the TV and you can watch the movie like that where we had to manually rewind it once we were finished with it because you know with like Netflix and Disney Plus and Prime and all that stuff you have streaming services where you don't need to rewind the movie really when you're done with it it kind of just restarts on its own no 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 no. for VHS tapes we had to do that manually we would have to stop the movie and then press on the remote rewind and we would rewind it all the way and the hard part is that you never really knew what part you would be at when you would rewind it so if you wanted to see a particular scene you would have to stop it rewind it and then press play and then hope to god jesus and mother Teresa that it would be the scene that you wanted and if it went too far then you'd have to fast forward it and if you went uh or if you're still not at the part that you need to be at then you'd have to keep rewinding it It it's just so time consuming thank god for netflix thank god for streaming services now even though they charge you an arm and a leg at this point to watch any content on there but anyways i'm i'm getting off topic so we had the vh test tape of this and i want to say that i was pretty young when we got this VHS tape, I want to say that I was like in the second grade or the third grade when we got this VHS tape and we're watching it. So I had no business, absolutely no business watching this movie. And yet, and yet the amount of times that I've seen this movie and have watched it religiously to the point where I know so many different lines from it. Hey, slow down, Chen. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> like, so many lines from this movie and that I can quote them when it's appropriate. It's just, it's again, it's just crazy to me. But again, this is what shaped my persona because I love this movie so dearly. I love this movie so dearly. And apparently they're making another movie. And... I really hope that they do it justice because oh, the humor that they got away with back then is definitely not acceptable now. And not to say that I condone it or anything like that, but I feel like there's like a lot of times people don't know how to distinguish between movie humor or like stuff that happens in movies that's that's humorous and stuff that obviously wouldn't fly in real life. I feel like there's like a very hard distinction to make. And this movie is like a good example of that, where a lot of times people try to extract certain jokes or certain things and when they like say it or when they say that they're stereotypes when yes, and in some ways, yes, they are in fact stereotypes, but 
and this is me speaking as a person that has family from Hong Kong, this is what makes it entertaining a lot of the time. Like, I think I posted on my Instagram story a while ago where I love this particular scene where Carter goes to Hong Kong or they're in Hong Kong and he's trying to look for his partner, Inspector Lee, and he ends up going to this place where <laughs> he ends up going to this place where they're selling chickens. And in order to save the chicken, he says, "No, no, no, don't 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 kill the chicken, don't kill the chicken." And he's walking around with the chicken and everything like that. And <laughs> And then there's also this particular, well, the scene that I posted was where he looks for some, he looks for an outfit to wear because the clothes that he's wearing are way too short because it's Lee's, it's Lee's clothing. So he goes into this shop and the the shopkeeper goes, hello, cheese suit, hello, cheese suit, cheese suit, cheese suit. And guys, let me tell you something. My grandfather, who is from, who is in fact from Hong Kong would make that joke and would say to us, would be like, hello, cheap suit, cheap suit, cheap suit, and would make that joke. So again, like, it's just, it's kind of one of those things where a lot of times we don't really know, nowadays at least, where we don't really know whether or not we should laugh at a certain joke because we don't know if it's going to offend somebody. So I can't really comment on other people's experiences, but based on my own and based on where my family comes from we 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 I say we like my family we love that movie because it's just hilarious and again it's what got me into wanting to learn first of all wanting to learn Cantonese because my grandfather could understand it without the subtitles whenever they would speak Cantonese and also just an interest in wanting to know more about my roots in Hong Kong and hopefully in the future near future not so near future regardless I hope that I get to visit there someday and see where my grandfather was from and learn all about it. And folks, well, there you have it. Those are a couple of movies that have influenced my life in some sort of way, influenced my persona in some sort of way. I feel like I kind of like mixed those two things together. But nonetheless, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode as always you can follow me on instagram at so to give me suggestions on what sorts of things you want to hear from me because i'm really trying to revamp this and i'm really 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 trying to get episodes out consistently but again i can't promise you a million and one things because life always gets in the way somehow doesn't it (laughs) but I hope everyone has a fabulous week and actually I did want to reiterate that my book recommendations are still a thing so you can check out the highlight on my Instagram that says books 2023 or if you want to see last year's recommendations you can go to books 2022 and you can check out the books that I am currently reading and have previously read. I am currently working on this memoir by Chanel Miller who is the survivor of the assault case against Brock Turner and talking about her story and her recollection of events and everything that followed in the aftermath of when the news and the story broke out and everything like that and it is a deeply gripping and emotionally charging read but nonetheless still something I really wanted to explore because I felt like that story was just something that 
that that just really moved me in a lot of ways as a fellow woman <laughs> myself but not only that i guess but just also i have this big fashion fascination with people's memoirs especially when it's people who have gone through really really traumatic and significant things in their lives and i feel like not that i can relate on some level but i think there's something really comforting about hearing a person's story and seeing how they've been able to overcome or even confront the things that they're facing or that they refuse to face and in the case of this particular memoir it has a lot of themes surrounding that where she would avoid a lot of what had happened to her and tried to mask it or tried to hide a lot of it and how she was able to overcome and really confront that and as you guys know I'm like a huge advocate for taking care of your mental health and going to see a therapist and I feel like that's like a really huge huge thing in situations like this or even situations that are similar to this where therapy can really help you realize a lot of really terrifying but amazing things about yourself and so I that's what I'm working on right now but again like I said you can always look at the recommendations that I've made in the past and I'm going to keep building my summer list and yeah that's pretty much it as always guys black lives matter indigenous lives matter bt dubs happy closing of indigenous history month Avergrid lives matter god loves you so so very much okay love you bye